Hey, this is TJ Perkins. This is Mike Mondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. It's the It Boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. ROHworld.com. 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 At ROHworld.com. Let's get it, baby. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 37 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, the co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. And also, podcast's worst nightmare, John. How's it going? Stephen, I think you need a nickname as well, don't you? Of some kind. Yeah, well, In the spirit of SBG or Ring of Honor, whoever, whoever's going up with these nicknames, I think you need one as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this week we're, it's not a road rage episode again like last week. We're going to talk through the latest TV show, give you a run through of what happened, and then uh, John has all the latest news, which hopefully there's more than last week. And uh, Stephen has the some questions and stuff that you sent in for us to uh, talk about. So uh, we'll start with the TV show, which aired on Saturday, June 2nd. Um, the show began with Mike Mondo taking on Adam Cole with uh, Kyle Riley on commentary, who was talking about the upcoming match they were um, going to get, are going to have rather at Best in the World. And uh, at the end of the match saw Adam Cole pick up the win with a sort of backslide roll-up type pin thing. Um, <laughs> John, what did you think of uh, this week's opener? I thought this was very good. Both Mike Mondo and Adam Cole are both really, really good. I used to hate Mike Mondo, but I've started to like him more and more every single time I watch him. He just every time he gets in the ring, he does something different and new, and just kind of, kind of like, wow, I've never seen something like that before. Like this week when he put Adam Cole's arm through the turnbuckle just to kind of trap him and so he can stop him in the corner. I've like I've never seen that happen before, and I just thought that was really cool. And uh, it was just a really fun match. It was a great way to start the show. And uh, it was kind of weird having Adam Cole have to get a backslide on Mondo, but Mondo's stock on TV has been kind of rising as of late because he has been picking up a few victories over the past few appearances. And it kind of keeps uh, Cole's momentum going, and it was just a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Steven? Yeah, pretty much what what John said, right? I mean, I think Mondo's done really well with the opportunities he's been given. He's sort of gone from a guy that was just coming in now and again and doing TV sort of shots now and again. I mean, obviously, he's been on the pay-per-view now, and mm. he seems to be really in the in Ring of Honor's thoughts uh, going forward. He, I, I mean, he's the sort of guy that I think a lot of Ring of Honor fans will probably say, oh, they don't want someone like Mondo on the roster because, you know, he's, he's not the sort, of the sort of stereotypical Ring of Honor type of wrestler. He's very sort of methodical and, you know, very sort of technical-based, whereas, you know, some, some of the other guys on the roster are you know, more high flying and stuff like that. I think he's mm. he's a lot like Mike Bennett. And I think when Bennett came in, I, I originally said that I'd, pref- I'd prefer to see Mike Mundo come in instead of him. But I think there's still, there's definitely room for both of them. And yeah, I've been very impressed with Mundo. He's, as John said, he seems to be doing something different, you know, every time he's in there. And he, he's just doing stuff to make people notice him, really, which is, you know, what you have to do. So that's that's good for him. And, you know, it, it, as again, as John said, it showed Cole off in a good light. I, I think the finish was a bit strange i think i think cole should be getting clean wins over guys like mondo i mean yeah i no disrespect to mondo i think he's done really well but because you know he's his status on the card at the moment he's you know a lower you know lower carder so i think cole should be getting you know should be getting dominant well, maybe not dominant but 
definitely clean victories over guys like Mondo, just to um, sort of elevate him up a bit more. But um, yeah, it was a very good match. Mm, yeah, I enjoyed it as well, and I, I agree with what Stephen was saying that Cole perhaps should have hit his. What was what is this, that new finisher he came up with? I think I've only seen him do it once. Borrowed a key, is it? Yeah, that sort of German suplex thing. He should have at least won with that because, you know, he did pin the, at the time, world champion in March, and uh, he has lost a lot of momentum since then. So uh, more of a dominant, you know, convincing victory would have helped him, I think, a lot more and wouldn't really take much away from Mondo because, you know. Cole has pinned up there the champion. He's on such a roll, and uh, it wouldn't affect him that much at all to lose to it in more of a sort of genuine way, so to speak. And uh, what did and, you think of? Uh, oh, go on, John. I was going to ask about O'Reilly on commentary. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was about to say I didn't, I didn't think O'Reilly was that bad on commentary. I mean, I liked. Not, it. I thought it was okay. Yeah, he's not the greatest on the mic, but I thought it came across pretty decently. I, I thought he did a good job explaining what the feud between him and Cole was about, and uh, kind of I guess hyping up their match at. Best in the world. Uh, a hybrid Austin. fighting rules match. Do we want to discuss that now or in the news? Oh, will discuss it in the news. But okay. uh, is it called Best in the World or is it called Hostage Crisis? Um, Who knows? No one really knows at this point. I believe it's... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, no one knows. No, we don't We don't know anymore. Um, anyway, see, I think that wraps up uh, the opener. A good match to start the show. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on. We then had... Uh, Nick Westgate taking on Tommaso Ciampa, who was uh, definitely pissed off after his uh, undefeated streak ended at um, Border Wars. And now, was it me? I don't know if this was just a glitch in my stream on uh, the Ring of Honor site or whatever, but they the video sped up while Ciampa was in the ring. Was did that just happen to me, or was it because <laughs> it was like, what was going on? I wondered if that was actually in the show or if that does it happen to me. I don't, yeah. I don't remember it happening. Uh, well, there, there, are, there are points no, during the show where it was just sort of sticking and then fast forward, and I think that was just a random thing with ah, the. Okay, because I thought they did it to make Champaton look more crazy running around really quick. I was like, what's going on? But um, basically, this was what we've been seeing from Champa while he was undefeated. He comes out and basically destroys this sort of local talent, and he got the win via. Um, referee stoppage after repeated knees and elbows to the head and uh, after the bell he still kept uh, attacking him and it just made you know Champa look sort of sadistic and menacing and crazy really and uh, sort of what they were doing before um, he ended his streak anyway but the thing I'm thinking is now that the streak has ended he can face guys on the card and have longer matches and can lose without because there is no streak to worry about anymore so it seems strange from my point of view to have that streak to lose it then just to go back to exactly where he was before but um steven what, what did you think of this um it was just basically a squash match really wasn't it i think it may you know made may champion dominant but as you said now now the streak's over i mean i don't i don't think you really need these type of matches anymore um and I'm not anyone that's sort of... I mean, I, I do like the whole psychotic character kind of thing. I mean, I think it really works. But he just seemed to... It just came out of nowhere, really. I mean, he was sort of just sort of normal. And then, like, a month ago, he just... One week, he just turned into this this guy who, like, couldn't stand still. And it just, <laughs> it just seemed to just, like, a, a switch just went... Mm. They just said, right, we want you to just be this crazy, crazy guy. And it just... Maybe it, just, it was the uh, new investors. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they put something in his drink or something. But uh, I mean, I, I'm you know still interested to see where this goes with the embassy because obviously you know something's going to happen soon. You know, after the 
um, you know, after the match when he wasn't sort of taking notice of any of them. Um, I still think him and RD Evans are going to break away somehow and something will happen. Hmm. But they also teased on commentary that some sort of deal had been made between the embassy and, and the House of Truth. So, Perhaps a sort of know. merger. Perhaps, you know, they have any, I've always thought it'd be better to have one sort of larger heel faction than these two sort of smaller ones. I don't know, that might just be me, but especially with only a one-hour show. Maybe there could be some sort of alliance between the two or something, or I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if if Algin does leave the House of Truth and then you know Champa goes over, I mean, I think they might need to sort of uh, trim some of the extra people from the embassy, otherwise you'll have yeah, like, ten people true. around the ring. I mean, yeah. I don't really see the point of, of Princess Mia or Ernesto Osiris, to be honest. No, uh, neither do I. Yeah, I, I think Ardy Evans has... I mean, I've seen bits of him in, in Chikara and... He's, you know, he's a really entertaining guy. So I think they, they need to give him more of a more of a role. You know, he doesn't really do much, and the stuff he has done, he's been quite funny. So I think they need to give him more of an emphasis as well. Mm. Oh, speaking of what I said earlier about it being sped up, it is because I've just watched it back. So either it's of a glitch or they've purposely sped it up to make Champa look a bit more crazy. They probably so have sped I, it up. I'm not making that up. I've just watched it back now on mute. And uh, yes, they speed up the video very slightly for some reason when Champa's in the ring. Very strange, but um, every time he's in the ring, or no, no, just during his entrance. Oh, okay. Uh, John, what did you think of the uh, the match here? Yeah, this is basically just a squash. Not much to it. I mean, Chapa's got to get rid of that beard. Seriously, that thing is just weird looking. Mm. And why is it? Why does it match his hair color? Does he dye it or? <laughs> Probably. Maybe that's his natural hair color, and he's dyed his little tiny bit of hair. Maybe we should ask him. We've had him on the show before. We'll uh, have to do a new interview just to ask that one question. I think we also need to ask him... What's up with the beard, man? (laughs) And what's up with the trunks? Because you have the worst wrestling trunks I have ever seen. You you think these investors would invest in some nicer attire? It doesn't really suit his gimmick. No, it doesn't suit his gimmick. They're horrible anyway. They're just... Mm. And maybe he should ask the bravados if he can borrow some of theirs. I mean, I think they'd really fit him, but... (laughs) Uh, moving on uh, from talking about wrestlers' trunks, uh, we now get to <laughs> this week's edition of Inside Ring of Honor. And uh, what well, I, I think, John, I could, I could just uh, while I was watching the show, I could just imagine John watching this, loving it, because there was a, a promo by Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team where Haas basically said that uh, the reason he couldn't beat the Briscoes so quickly, uh, or quicker, quicker than what they did, was because Mark Briscoe was covered in chicken grease. So he had to get a towel to wipe him down and then put a sleeper hold on him. That was his uh, sort of version of what happened. And uh, on commentary, they were still saying how horrific it was and uh, how awful it was. And McGuinness saying they should be gone from Ring of Honor. I like the way I think it was get, Nigel was saying how unhonourable it was. And then Kevin Kelly was, was like, it was a fight without honour. This is disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> um, the keys in the, the match name, surely. <laughs> And then uh, also in that promo, Benjamin said that um, Ornock Express have always been a lame team. And uh, then we had a quick promo from Jay Lethal, and he said, uh, "Roderick Strong, we're coming for you." Um, basically, was <laughs> what he said. Oh, you know, he's he was so close to being Booker T, wasn't very he? close. On several occasions, I thought he was going to pull it out, but <laughs> what? what kind of show is this? Wrestler's <laughs> uh, trunks are now pulling it out. I don't know. God, this is not a PG. We're going to be thrown off the air soon. This is we a crisis. This is. I know. Um, Taking over the podcast. 
Um, yeah, he basically said that he's taken care of Champa. You know, he's ended the streak, and now he's coming after Roderick Strong and his TV title. Um, we then had a quick promo from Finley, who basically said he's he's coming for Elgin. So there's a lot of you know people <laughs> coming for you in this in this week's Inside ROH, and then finally, sponsored by Booker T. Yeah, sponsored by Booker T. Yeah, finally, we had uh, Eddie Edwards announcing the Die Hard Challenge. Series? The Die Hard Challenge series. Is that correct? <laughs> um, basically, where he's saying that he wants to be, become number one contender again and get a title shot. So he's going to do that by challenging various former world champions. Uh, he said that first he took on, you know, world champion, um, former ECW champion, rather, um, Rhino. And now he's going after world champion, former champion, Homicide at Best in the World. And next week on TV, he's going after Davey Richards for... Richards Edwards four, um, no seven. four. Oh yeah, no seven this time though. So without that dragon sleeper that seven taught him. Oh yeah, that's true. Who knows yeah. what happened this time? Um, what do we talk? We'll talk about that that match next week. I don't want to judge it because it might be really good, but I'm not looking forward to it. I don't want to see that again just yet. But um, yeah, that was inside Ring of Honor. So then we got to the sort of main event of the evening because there was a promo segment to close the show but the final match of the night was Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander taking on the Orna Express and uh, the Orna Express hit the one night stand as it's called to um, pick up the win and uh, I wouldn't say a one night stand is something a killer would do but uh, anyway uh, (laughs) John what did you think of the tag team match I thought this was a really good match I enjoyed it quite a bit Um, both these teams are really good I, like All Night Express should be the champions by now, but I guess that injury to Red Tide has kind of prolonged their chase to the title. But hopefully they take the belts at best in the world hostage crisis. And uh, Coleman and and uh, Coleman and uh, da, 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 Alexander. I always want to say Coleman and Caprice for some reason, but Coleman I often and say yeah, Caprice and Coleman. That's the one I often say. But yeah, they're. Uh, They've improved so much as a team over the past, what, six months or so? Ever since they kind of started getting put in with the top tag teams and allowed them to look more and more competitive. <clears throat> they've, they've really shown that they kind of belong in Ring, in ring of Honor. And <laughs> Oh, man, such a good match. Uh, Steven? Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good match. I mean, I think C&C have, have done really well in the, the matches they've been given, but... I think similar. I think they're the tag team equivalent of T.J. Perkins, where they're just, you know, when was the last time they won a match? I actually can't. I can't they remember the last they won they a beat... proven ground match not long ago. Oh yeah, so didn't they? Actually, what I found strange was they've actually got a title shot in the back pocket, and they never mentioned it on commentary. They often do this with the proven ground. Someone will win it, and then they just sort of forget yeah, about they, it for ages. Yeah, the commentary was, was even said uh, that uh, when for. Coleman and Alexander could get them into title contention or something along those lines. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Yeah, they've already got a title shot, so maybe they maybe they cashed it in. I, I know they had a. I'm sure they had a title shot a good a good few months ago, but I'm sure that they they won that um, proven game match after that. So. Yes. Yeah, the proven ground was not that long ago. Wasn't it just before Showdown in the Sun, I believe. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I mean, I think they they put on you know really good performances. I think again, you know, the, the crowd seemed to be really into them, and mm. you know they 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 work really well as a team. So, I, you know, I'm ho- hoping that they get you know more matches and they start picking up a few wins because, uh, as I said, I think they, you know, there's only so only 
good performances can only take you so far before the crowd sort of just, you know, what, as I said before, what's, what's the point in sort of supporting somebody if you know they're going to lose every single match? It just gets to a point mm. where they need to get wins. I'm not saying they should have beaten the All Night Express because obviously, you know, ANX are going, you know, they're going to be in uh, total contention or, you know, total match soon. So obviously ANX need to win this match, but, you know, they should be picking up a victory against, you know, maybe a, a team, sort of a, a jobber team coming in. The, the Bravados? Maybe not the Bravados, but yeah, they're not jobbers. <laughs> they're the best tag team in the world today. But I think again, I think it shows how how weak the Ring of Honor tag team division has has become. That apart from the Bravados, there's no other team that CNT can really go and 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 really get realistically, get, you know, get a win out of. Really, I mean, they could probably beat the House of Truth because they just mess up interference every single match they're in and then lose. So yeah, I suppose so. But um, yeah, I think it was it was a good match. Um, yeah, I've, I quite enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with what you guys have said already. Yeah. What he said in the words of uh, what he said, Shelton Benjamin. Um, <laughs> are we actually going to keep that name going every week? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we then got to... Uh, unfortunately, I, I haven't had time to watch this yet, but um, I'll let Stephen and John talk all about it. It was a in-ring segment between uh, Jim Cornette, David Richards, and Kevin Steen. So, uh, John, why don't you... Uh, if you finished eating your nana nuggets, why didn't you want to see what happened? <laughs> it was a it was a really good segment in the show. I thought uh, basically Kevin Kelly announced Dean to come out and for an interview, and uh, Carino kind of ran Kevin Kelly off, and he kind of interviewed Dean about what it was like to win the title, and Dean was just saying everything he usually said how he's going to hold the company company hostage, and uh, how he's not going to waste his time training in jujitsu. He's just going to give people the rest of the matches they want. And uh, he says he's going to go to the uh, affiliates dinner in September, the Ring of Honor affiliates dinner, where they get their sponsors and everything. And that's going to be like his master plan to screw Ring of Honor over, I guess. And he's going to tell the affiliates all about the inner workings of Ring of Honor and about Jim Cornette. This is when Cornette hits the ring and pretty much tells him that he's going to do whatever it takes to get the title off of Steen. And that there's a whole locker room full of people who who are just willing to step up and face Steen. And before he makes the announcement of who's going to face Steen the best in the world, Richards, Davy Richards, uh, hits the ring and kind of cuts him off, tells him that the old Davy Richards is back and that, you know, he doesn't need Cornette. He's not part of Camp Cornette. And that basically just tells Cornette to shut up and stay out of it. And he basically just runs down uh, Steen and uh, Cornette makes the match for best in the world hostage crisis where it would be Richards challenging Steen for the title, and it's going to be Steen's, I mean, it's going to be Richards' only title opportunity. And uh, Richards tells uh, Steen there's a brand new wolf and he's bloodthirsty, and that Steen's worst nightmare begins in New York City, and that's how the show ends. And I thought this was a really good segment. That really, uh, good, yeah. It was really pretty intense. There's a lot of storyline progression, and it was just really, really good. Uh, I like that David Richards is kind of going back to his 2009, 2010 kind of American Wolves persona where he's more aggressive on the mm. mic instead of just being, you know, come on, fat boy. He's more, you know. Bring a power driver, fat boy. He did He did actually say bring a power driver, but oh, we'll let him Wait, wait, yeah. is it, is it allowed yeah, in that match? Is that confirmed or do we not know yet? I don't know. I think now he's champion, you can just do whatever he wants. I think that was just on his quest to the title. I mean, he hasn't been mentioned and Richards was... was more than happy to invite the the pile driver. So. Even though it beat him last time, yeah, just bring it back. <laughs> yeah, and Richards instead of going out there instead of making excuses, he's going to admit that Steen was the better man and uh, 
than Toronto, and that he's the Richard is going to be the better man in New York, and it was just a really well done mm. segment. I think this is the the first time they've actually ended the TV show with a, a non sort of not a, not a match so to speak as well, which is quite interesting. Nothing against that either. I think it can work for sort of important segments like this. Wasn't that awful one? I don't. Was that at the end of him? No, I don't think it was at the end. But when Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal fart head. Fart head. No, no, that was the opener. But in the what? But face or something. Jay Lethal, what? I don't remember that. He, he... just before. It was wasn't it before the tournament for the um, the it, March Mayhem tournament? They basically had loads of people in the ring all saying they should be the next number one contender, and Jay Lethal called them all fart heads. That was the. <laughs> I remember. Uh, butt munches and fart heads. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the crowd actually started chanting it, and I was. Yeah. I, I was. Con- I was considering stop, stop, stop being a fan of RH for that. that uh, yeah. yeah. Lethal quickly put back down to the TV. That, that was Impact Zone esque, right there. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, if I ever, if I ever had another show, I'm going to start a fart head chant just, just to do it. Uh, no, it should be an RH cast chant. That's what we want to see. Instead of opening up the show with R O H R H, open it with Fart Head, Fart Head. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think that wraps up this week's TV show. So um, yeah, I, I enjoy. I know I didn't see the end segment, but it sounds pretty decent from what um, John has said. And uh, Stephen, do you have any sh- thoughts to share on the end segment before we move on to news? No, I think much what John said. Really. I think it was it was well done and. Uh, really got me interested in seeing the rematch, which is, I guess, what it was done for. So uh, yeah, it was it was pretty well done from all all uh, from everyone involved, really. Yes. Yeah, so now we're going to uh, move on to the news, which you can uh, always find at ritual.com during the week. And uh, John, as usual, has uh, all the news and also has a very cheesy intro song. <laughs> There have been quite a few matches announced for upcoming shows this past week. And uh, the Best in the World card is really starting to take shape. And you can take a look at the card at rohworld.com slash bestintheworld. It's a little microsite uh, that's branched off the rohworld.com. And it's a pretty cool-looking site. Harry did a great job with all the graphics, as usual. Thank you. I don't and, uh, mean how, much, to, uh, how much did you pay to, to say that? I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but uh, toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> And as we just said, uh, Kevin Steen will defend the belt against Baby Richards. Is Richards' only chance. And I've heard through the grapevine that it may or may not... <laughs> no, you didn't. Not yet for three weeks. It may or may not be a very good match. As well oh, as okay. 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 My, my, I'm, I'm leaning towards it will be a very good I was, match. I was going to say, uh, we've already spoiled, we already spoiled the tag team title match three weeks in a row or whatever. We don't want to spoil anything else from the pay-per-view. <laughs> Well, now it's no longer a spoiler because it's been announced that the Racing Creators tag team of Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin will defend the ROH World Tag Team titles against the All-Night Express of Killer Kenny King and Ruthless Rhett Titus. So now that's been announced, we need something else to continually spoil every week. But uh, yeah, and, uh, and remember that if Racing Creators tag team gets DQ'd, they will lose the belts. Ah, yes, with the, oh, the, the sanctions. Yeah. The sanctions, yeah. Wow. Um, we, I suppose there's not really much we can say about these matches now. We'll, I'll probably, I suppose we'll do a sort of in-depth sort of preview in that the week before the show. Uh, the, Roderick Strong has been announced that Roderick Strong will defend the uh, Ring of Honor World TV title in a three-way elimination match against Jay Lethal and Tommaso Ciampa. So that should be pretty interesting. So Ciampa's getting pinned again by the sound of it. It 
unless he wins the title, he's going to have to, I guess. Unless Damn he gets you. disqualified. Roderick Strong has hardly done anything with that belt. He can't lose it already. Yeah, the TV title is so, a so weird situation. About... Yeah, Roderick Strong should be the last person with that belt, really. There's just nowhere they can really go. I mean, as you know, as I said earlier, they don't really seem to want to build up people, you know, from low down the car. So you've only got really the main eventers who, you know, are a suitable level to really challenge him for the title. I mean, obviously, you'd want a face to challenge him, and maybe maybe Adam Cole. But then you look at other people, and there isn't really anybody else, is there? I mean, Eddie Edwards maybe, but. You know, he shouldn't be in the... Oh, no, no, we don't want to see them two face Well, again. Uh, no, obviously not. And, you, know, <laughs> you don't want to see a former world champion holding the TV title, but... Mm. And, and then maybe Le- uh, Lethal getting it back. I mean, there's... Oh, no. I think the the lack of building people up and... I mean, I think TJ Perkins would have, would have been a brilliant sort of... I, I, I obviously thought that he <laughs> was going to at least get one shot on TV against Strong, but now he's... Especially with, like, five. the 15-minute time limit that, that they go for in TV title matches that TJP, you know, such a fast-paced rest of that. In 15 minutes, he can get so much done. I, I think it's a bit silly that someone like him is, uh, you know, not being in contention for that sort of title. But um, well, could you see somebody like Jimmy Jacobs or Steve Carino winning the TV title to further the uh, Kevin Steen? That, yeah, I'd have nothing against Jacobs within it. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a good idea. Either of those guys. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know how they'd get it off off strong. It'd be a bit of a weird one, but I think if, yeah. It would definitely sort of strengthen that that group if they held both the titles. Definitely, mm, definitely. Another match that's been announced for best in the world is, uh, as we talked about earlier, is Eddie Edwards versus Homicide in the uh, Die Hard uh, Challenge series, I believe it's called. Something yeah. like that, yeah. But which which type of Homicide we're we gonna get? Are we gonna get the uh, halfway through the card title match that you had with um, was it Roderick Strong? Oh, that was it, awful. Was it Death Before Dishonor? It was the ninth anniversary. Ninth show. anniversary. Yeah, no, no, no. Was it like a Chicago burrito yeah. street fight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> will, will it be that homicide? It was or awful. The, the homicide evolved. We'll have to um, wait and see. And the final match has been announced is a doozy. It's a former Future Shock teammates collide when Adam Cole takes on Kyle O'Reilly, and it's not just a normal match. It's hybrid fighting rules. Whoa. Wow. Hopefully, we actually, hopefully we have to see this one as well. Is it on a poll? What are hi- well, I'll tell you here in a second. If you don't understand what the uh, hybrid fighting rules are, like most normal people, I'll explain them to you right now. <laughs> there are no pinfalls in this match. The match can only end in knockout, TKO, submission, DQ, or the always loved 15-minute time limit draw. <laughs> there are a 15-minute time limit draw. Is that, is that the nickname for the time limit draw? The always loved... Time limit draw. I mean, Why are they putting a 15-minute time limit on that sort of match? Why? I suppose it doesn't have rounds. Three, well, five-minute well, rounds or whatever. Yeah, just don't have a time to... limit. God, that's, that is, that's stupid. Especially considering the last match, no one saw it because mm. there was the infamous brownout. Yeah. You they just let them just wrestle for 15, 20 minutes, not have to rush it because of a stupid time limit. What are the yeah. other rules, Steve, uh, John? Oh, and you want me to explain what a knockout submission TKO draw or disqualification is? No, yeah. no, no, no. I thought there was yeah. more after the, the time limit you said. Oh, yeah. Here's the, they have uh, to knockout. wear mouth guards. Yeah, knockout occurs when one competitor falls to the canvas and is unable to rise to his feet within 10 seconds. Wait, wait. wait. Is, if ROH said this, or are you just making this up? These are the official ROH hybrid fighting rules. Okay, I'll let you read them then. A knockout, as I said a second ago, in case people weren't listening... 
uh, <laughs> occurs when one competitor falls to the canvas and is unable to rise to his feet within 10 seconds. So it's Last basically... standing match. Yeah. Uh, we all know what a submission is. That's that's obvious. But for those who are just now new to wrestling... It Please is, don't uh, explain the submission. When one competitor taps out or vocally gives up. <laughs> TKO is also known as a technical knockout. It occurs when the referee rules it impossible for a competitor to continue the match. So basically a referee stoppage. Much like what we saw with Tommaso Ciampa this past week on ROH TV. A time limit draw occurs when, they, when the 15-minute time limit expires. If they really put that. A disqualification by fouls. This is when things begin to get tricky. A loss, oh, not tricky. Oh. Okay, fouls. There, there are two types of fouls, which I'll get to in a minute. What? But, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The different fouls than normal match. There's not like low blow and that's it. Oh, you'll have to, you'll have to find out here in a minute. It's, 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 it's detailed. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Go on. I'm hooked. All right. There. So, disqualification by fouls. A loss due to a critical foul, or when a participant accumulates three total fouls. Now there are two types of fouls: critical fouls and a normal foul. Who's the, are we going to have like scorekeepers? Who's going to tell the tape? Watching the tell the tape to explain all this garbage. Go on, keep going. A critical foul is caused for an immediate disqualification, and a critical foul includes deliberate eye gouging, gro- <laughs> groin attacks. I guess that's an attack <laughs> to a groin and not using your groin to attack. <laughs> um, finishing move. Not the Bronco Buster. You can't use that anymore. <laughs> Biting and pulling the opponent's hair, which is going to be difficult because isn't that how wrestlers usually pick each other up? It really doesn't happen. Which Especially Adam Cole because he has quite long hair, doesn't he? So. Yeah. All right. The use of a foreign object is a critical foul. Outside interference and physical abuse to the official. If you do any of the previous uh, list of things, that's the immediate disqualification and you lose the match. Now, a foul is... is I'm going to list here in a second. And when a competitor... Accumulates three of these fouls, he will be disqualified. So if you get two, you're okay. But once you get that third, you're in trouble. <laughs> okay, so if that, so here's the fouls: deliberately going out of the ring, or throwing an opponent out of the ring. So you have to stay what? inside the ring the entire match. So Adam Cole can't do any of his spots. The, I think both of them do sort of running dives to the outside. They can't do that. That's, that's illegal. Well, they can do it once maybe, but not not three times. Deliberately holding and utilizing the ring ropes during the match for an advantage. So that kind of eliminates Irish whips, uh, <laughs> uh, top rope maneuvers. Yeah, the crossbody of Cole, is that eliminated? It, it, it utilizes the ring ropes, so yes, it would be. We're not going to have to explain all this again, are we, on our preview of Best in the World? I'm going to explain this every week, make sure people get it. It's going to be a test after this. Put this audio and just copy it into that. I think they should put it on the pay-per-view. When the stream goes out during the pay-per-view, just explain, let us explain what the rules are. Uh, another foul is ac- accidental eye gouging and groin attacks. Again, that's attack against the groin, not using the groin. <laughs> and oh, sorry, 40... I accidentally punched you in the balls. Like, what? How's it back- <laughs> How can they tell if it's an accident or if it was on purpose? That's stupid. And holding or pulling the opponent's outfit. Not his trunks, but what I guess what he wore to the uh, to the arena that night. What, so like giving, if O'Reilly gives Adam Cole a wedgie, that's like a... Oh, yeah, that's that... a don't do that. Two more of those, you'll be disqualified. Oh, if this... Adam Cole pulls Carl O'Reilly's wig, then that's a definite foul. <laughs> yeah. All jokes aside, what is this? This is 
Hybrid That's... fighting rules, Harry. That's what this is. <laughs> it's so overly complicated. It literally just took John five minutes to talk us through all of it. How, but... how are they going to put that on a pre-match graphic? Uh, they, they'll just, I don't know. They'll basically just say it's submission or knockout. That's they'll probably just words like that. But this is silly. Adam Cole isn't one of these MMA jiu-jitsu style wrestlers, and I don't think I've ever seen him even utilize a submission move that often. So hopefully Cole will get the win here. I, I don't know. It just seems overly complicated, and they should have just done a normal match, let Cole win, and that'd be that. But John, what do you think? You, you I think you're into it after the way you went through those rules. Oh, yeah, that just sounds dumb. That's the only way to describe it. I mean, I'm not going to, after I say that, I'm going to say I'm not going to hate on it until I see the match, but this just seems rather silly, the whole thing. Mm. It, I mean, it works perfectly with O'Reilly's gimmick. I, I understand that, but ah, this is like an entire page of Microsoft Word is the rules like I, like I had opened up a specific document just for this <laughs> just to read the rules wow but yeah it should be interesting to watch it play out i guess steven um what he said yeah as you can tell we're not very really excited by hybrid fighting rules and it just sounds like it's going to be quite a slow sort of fake MMA match basically which is not what I want to see at all so hopefully it won't disappoint but we also said that hopefully Border Wars stream will work and look what happened so we'll just have to as we often say wait and see and after that uh, there's been another match announced for the Pittsburgh show on June 30th and for the first time ever Michael Elgin and Rhino the House of Truth will team up and they will uh, wrestle the Briscoes of Mark and Jay Briscoe and that should be a pretty entertaining match Eight pickums points on Roderick Strong messing up interference and the House of Truth losing. Do I win? Yeah, yeah, you win. Well done. Yeah, you yes, win. I've won the pickums. Uh, there's it's t- Tuesday, so that means there's another Tuesday rollout, and this week is Homicide, the notorious one eight seven two disc set. Wait, 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 wait. Tuesday doesn't mean Tuesday rollout. Tuesday means Tuesday ROH cast. I'm pretty sure that's what the <laughs> millions of our subscribers look out for. Well, I mean, I mean, in addition to the uh, Tuesday ROH cast, it's also the Tuesday rollout. It's, it's you get the ROH cast, and then you know, kind of an extra little bonus is the rollout. You know, kind of like, oh, there's that too. <laughs> but yeah, this week is the Homicide, the notorious one eight seven two disc two disc set. It features some of Homicide's most famous matches from his. It's pretty much all from his uh, first run. I was going to say, I'm assuming it doesn't, doesn't feature <laughs> the uh, the match with Roderick Strong at ninth anniversary. Then, no, it, it just features all his, like all of his best matches in his first run. And uh, looking through the list of matches, it looks like a really good DVD. So, I guess if you're a fan of Homicide, check it out. And if not, uh, don't. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Great review there from John. Um, Did you become a salesman, John? That was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, imagine John on a shopping channel. If you're interested in this, buy it. If you're not, uh, don't. <laughs> I think Don West could teach you a thing or two about... Oh, uh, I need to go take a message from Don West. Yeah, maybe we could get him on the show to um, plug all these DVDs. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, there are uh, a couple new articles on rhworld.com. The first is... <laughs> That's uh, rare. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, is What Lies Ahead for Die Hard by Stephen. And... Uh, can you just explain what that article is about real quick? Um, sort of what it says in the, the article headline, really. I mean, it's just sort of 
I look forward to what Eddie Edwards could do in the near future, um, sort of storylines he could get involved in and uh, sort of looking where he could uh, go in the future. It doesn't it sound very interesting when I put it like that, but it is. <laughs> it is really interesting. It's a good read, so uh, go read it. And even if you're not interested, read it anyways. I'm already getting better at the selling thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other one is uh, by our new writer, Dave. Uh, it's called The Generic Push. It's basically kind of chronicling El Generico's, uh, the usage of El Generico over the past year, year, year and a half by Ring of Honor. Mm. It's a pretty interesting read as well, so go check that out. Yeah, too. it talks about how, like, two years ago he was in Ring of Honor's hottest feud, and then, you know, he was TV champion and then just loses it, and that's sort of been downhill ever since, really. Which obviously is what happened when you don't sign a SPG contract. And I heard rumors of a new article coming tomorrow. Uh, is that true, Stephen? Oh, I don't know if I should release it. I, sh- I should sell this to a dirt sheet. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you the scoop. Yeah, there'll be an article coming tomorrow about, um, about Adam Cole and sort of kind of similar lines to the Al Generico article in you know, sort of looking back to the the, um, the 10th anniversary show where uh, obviously Cole pinned um, Debbie Richards and sort of looking at uh, how, you know, Ring Run have used him since then and just pointing out where I think they could have maybe used him a bit better and pushed him a bit more. So, uh, and sort of looking forward for him as well. Uh, and there's also bits in there by, um, about Kyle O'Reilly and just a general sort of booking uh, philosopher over the past six to 12 months. So, um, mm. yeah, that, that should be coming to, tomorrow, I think. Yep. Should check that out. Well, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the news for this week. Another uh, uneventful week, really, for news-wise for Ring of Honor. But then again, I suppose they did announce half of their iPay-per-view cards. So perhaps not, not that uneventful, but uh, yeah. So now we'll move on to the uh, sort of listener topics. You can send us uh, questions anytime during the week, and we'll discuss them on the show. Um, I don't think we have that many again because I gave not many people much notice on Twitter, etc. But uh, if you do want to send us a question, you can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash ROH world. Um, you can send us an email to contact at ROH And we also have a forum, uh, ROH world.com slash forum. And uh, as usual, Stephen has the questions and a completely random and Probably awful intro. Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the wrong one. That was the wrong one. Play my other one. We're going with it. We'll just just go with it. Play my other music, damn it. I've closed Firefox now. Oh. Okay, you just do the first question, then you'll have an, another intro. Okay, then. Talking about the forum, the, we've got a couple of um, messages of feedback from the forum, both quite nice, actually. So uh, I don't want to uh, sort of blow our own trumpet, but... Um, Great new episode. Generally, I don't really like wrestling podcasts, but I honestly love listening to you guys. That's from Daniel Bryanson. Um, 187 underscore Joeyism says, it's always fun listening to you, you guys. Good job. Um, so, yeah, that's that's always nice to hear. Um, oh, thank you all so much. Yeah. yeah. How much did you have to pay these people? I hope I don't have to pay for this. <laughs> I'm afraid you do, actually. Damn, I forgot to tell you about that, didn't I? Oh, my God. Um, uh, 92 Cannonball asks, oh sorry, yeah, 187 Jerusalem also says, I like the new intro, it's cool, great episode. So, uh, good, yeah, good job on the new uh, intro. Um, 92 Cannonball. Hear the new intro, read one at the very beginning of this podcast and check it out. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. You somehow missed the, the first 10 seconds and go back and listen to it. 
Um, nice to cannonball asks, how did the current team? Wait, wait, don't you want another intro? He said you wanted me to find you a new one. Sorry, yeah, go on. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice to cannonball wants to know how does the current TV show compare to the HD Net show? Uh, and thoughts on the new DVD releases, i.e., Kent and McGuinness, etc. I think they're great considering I only started watching ROH last year. Thanks. So we're going to the TV current... show. I mean, yeah. HDNet. I believe when we first started RHWorld.com, we it was still around, wasn't it? Because you used to do the reports of it. Yeah, that, that I, was. I was never sort of motivated to watch that show, and even <laughs> though it was, you know, on YouTube on that good old ROH Brazil account, um, I was never sort of. I just they they just didn't feel connected. They just felt like random matches and um... yeah. It seemed to me that the old uh, kind of house house show schedule, the HD Net show, and the IP reviews were all out of sync with each other. Mm. And that it seemed like the HD Net show was just a like a collection of decent matches where you'd kind of get a taste of what uh, Ring of Honor Action has to offer. Mm. And when and the new SBG show, pretty much is all built towards the IP reviews. Everything is, you know, leading up to the there. And while you still get good matches pretty much every week, and you still get a taste of what Ring of Honor action is, it pretty much is more building towards the IP reviews, which I think is a great thing to do and something that I think it makes sense, that, doesn't that it? That show really missed out on. Because the first uh, Ring of Honor DVD I've ever bought was Glory by Honor Eight, I believe. It was the one with uh, Nigel and uh, Danielson's last match together. Yeah, the final countdown one. Yeah. Yes, and the only reason, I, main reason I bought that is because the HD Net show kind of hyped that that show going into it, like for a few weeks, kind of build up that the importance of that show. And I wish that was something they did more often instead of just having you know random tournaments and just random matches. It seemed. And while it did a good job of showing off, you know, the wrestling, it didn't do a good job of explaining or, uh, uh, yeah, I guess explaining why you need to buy the house shows when on this new. The new way you know, it builds up and builds up and builds up to where you get to where you feel like you have to order the iPad review to watch it, mm. and I think that that's a much better plan. Yeah, I think the HD Net show is more of just a showcase of matches rather than you know being a, a decent way of sort of uh, following the product. I think with the uh, SPG show, obviously you've, you've you know it, it does keep you in line with the uh, the storylines, and they do that pretty well considering there's you know the, the amount of delay that there is. Um, you know, it's much more sort of current and goes in with the storylines and stuff. So, uh, but I think the HNet show was good. I think towards the end it sort of tailed off a bit, and um, it, it literally just became a couple of matches just randomly squashed together into a, a show. I mean, it was it was still decent viewing, but I think uh, definitely towards the end it, it really uh, sort of uh, it, yeah, it got poorer towards the end. But the SPG show so far, I think, has been quite a vast improvement. I think the only thing that HNet show sort of was better and was the um, the production because uh, obviously it was HD and uh, mm. which is a bit strange considering RH are now owned by a TV company. But there you go. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the, the quality <clears throat> of the I know it's online, but still, I mean, I watch most videos you watch online these days are HD, but the one on the Ring of Honor site, even when you press HD, is it's just awful. Yeah, when you go full screen, it's really oh, grainy. Yeah, like it? which pixel bad. is Kenny King and like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, the second part of 92 Cannonball's question, uh, any thoughts on the new DVD releases, i.e. Kent and McGuinness? I think they're great considering I only started watching ROH last year. Um, yeah. I've not actually seen either of these, but 
I think they're always good. These sort of um, you know compilations of of wrestlers' matches. I think as as he said, it's good for people who've only you know become fans in the last couple of years that maybe haven't seen much of Nigel or uh, you know people like Kent or CM Punk. So I think it's always good to sort of allow you know new fans to um, educate themselves on you know the early ROH stuff. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really want to get the the first year DVD. I think that would be really cool. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen a lot. Yeah, of I, I got that. I'm gonna I'm gonna review it for the style. I started watching it last night. Nice one. Oh, there we go then. Yeah, yeah I got the, the uh, I got the, the first match. The and it was the uh, main event of the first show with Loki, Daniels and uh, Danielson. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a first time. It's gonna be the first time I've ever seen a lot of these matches. I've seen a few on there, but not many. Personally, yeah, personally I, I prefer ones like those. I, I I never really buy DVDs focused on one wrestler unless like there's like a documentary because I find watching the same guy like what specific wrestlers matches one after the other can get a little bit repetitive. That's just you know my yeah. Opinion. I'm I'm a lot like that. I'm not really a, a massive fan of sort of the best of for one particular guy. Even if I'm a big fan of that guy, I think, yeah. Unless unless say, I have a documentary there, then I'd be interested. Yeah, I think if it's yeah like some sort of sit down interview or something, I think. Mm. But if it's just a load of matches put together, I'm like, yeah, I think it does get you know even if even if I'm a massive fan like Nigel McGuinness, you know, I'm a big fan of Nigel, but I'm not sure I could sort of you know sit through that that DVD all in one sitting. Or I'm looking forward I'd... to his uh, Kickstarter DVD more to be honest than the match. yeah that, yeah that'd be good. So, but yeah, they they really go you know some of the DVD releases recently have been you know really good. So uh, kudos to them for that because. Uh, you know, other parts of the merchandise sort of uh, department have been a bit uh, chop your face. Yeah, unfortunately there was no there's no t-shirt in the Tuesday rollout. Oh, so we no, can't no hat or, or anything. ROH no, logo no t-shirt. Uh, what about no, some no more... property of ROH car stickers or what about no. some new diehard gear? I mean, we've had chop your face t-shirt. I mean, what's next? I don't know. Kick you in the nose knee pads or something. Yeah, know. maybe. Yeah. Um, Right, thanks for that question. Um, next one is from Daniel Bryanson. Um, finally finished the podcast today after falling asleep last time, which had nothing to do with the podcast itself. Yeah, actually. right. <laughs> uh, very good episode once again. Um, I think this is just literally a comment. I had I had to lull a few times whilst listening to it on the train, which probably made me look kind of weird in the eyes of the other passengers. I have a feeling these people are clicking on some other podcast by mistake. I know. Thinking it's RHcast because, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, one eight seven. We do, we do. Yeah, we joke. Yeah, it's always nice to get people saying that we're awesome. We we don't get much of it. It's the only thing that keeps me going. One eight seven. Joeyism says, "What new tag teams do you think ROH should give a tryout to?" The Young Bucks. Yeah, I think they should. Uh, they asked this on the Twitter page earlier, Ring of Honor, about what t- tag teams do you like to uh, see in Ring of Honor, and I think that's a bit hypocritical considering they've just got rid of one of the best ones. So. Uh, well, apparently, yeah, not, we're not got rid of. Just to be clear, they're they're gone for well, the summer. Yeah, they've they've given them the summer off, which is very, I, very same same as TJP basically. Yeah, I haven't seen the show yet, but apparently last week at a uh, Chikara's eye pay per view, the Young Bucks won the Chikara tag team titles. Is, I guess this technically isn't a spoiler since it was live and it aired, but uh, yeah, the Young Bucks won the title, like the Chikara titles, and claimed they were going to take them to Ring of Honor. I heard so. they didn't say that. Okay, I'm just going off. <laughs> I'm just going off what I was reading on the yes, forum. Yes, someone so. on the forum said that they claim they're going to take them to Ring of Honor, but then everyone else was saying that no, no they didn't say that. So, um, bit of confusion there. But yeah, they're off till August, so I can't imagine them bringing the belts there randomly. So, um, 
who knows if you know if the partnership partnership with um Shikara is still going on. We'll have to wait and see. But the yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see more. But oh, in, like... in answer, sorry, in answer to the in, in answer to the question, I think if you know if you're not going to get the young books back for a while, maybe you know that team that was team murder death kill the team that were showdown in the sun. I thought they looked really good against the Briscoes in that one match. So I'd quite like to see them back for another match or two just to see mm. uh, you know, what they could do. Amazing Red and uh, TJ Perkins is one that we often talk about. And uh, even when we had, I think we had TJP on the show once and he was talking about how they were trying to get Ring of Honor were claiming that they were going to bring Red in for another tag match with TJP. But obviously that didn't happen, which is a shame. But yeah, that, that, there's there are another two that I'd like to see um, team up again. Mm, definitely. Uh, right, thanks for that question. Uh, and we've got a couple on Facebook McLean wants to know, do you guys see Homicide in the mid-card or as a potential challenger to Steen? Um, <laughs> mid-card. Really. I see him I as what he's been being, and that's coming in occasionally for the New York shows just to put somebody else over. Yeah, I can't see him sticking around for very long. I mean, I know um, you know, he's got the match with uh, with Eddie, but I honestly can't see him sticking around for much. He he just he always seems to come back when they have a show in uh, you know, an iPad view in New York just because... You know, he's local, so he's probably cheap to get in and stuff. And uh, he gets a good reaction, and uh... yeah, he always gets a good reaction. I mean, it's a shame because you know, if, if he was in good shape, and as you said, as you said earlier, if he was the same homicide as you know the the one that has just been released on DVD, then you know there'd be no. I think a lot of people would you know be a no brainer to bring him back in because mm. you know really good, really good wrestler, and you know the amount of history he's got in Ring of Honor as well. But from his you know his latest sort of permanent run in 2010, he was. It was pretty bad, to be honest. So um, I honestly can't see him sticking around too long. I mean, I'd quite enjoy seeing him and Steen in a title match, maybe just a one-off sort of thing. But uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if we'll see that, to be honest. Um, I mean, well, if Homicide comes in and has a you know really good match against Edwards, I can see him giving more opportunities, more yeah. somewhat regular. But yeah, I, I hope so. But I'm not too. Um, I'm not expecting it, to be honest. <laughs> um, another one from. Sorry, I forget your name wrong, but it looks like Deontay or Deont Deontay. Um, sorry, but uh, the reasons why T.J. Perkins and Kyle O'Reilly hasn't haven't been on TV, and what happened to Amazing Red. Um, T.J. Perkins has been given until given basic time off until August. Um, yeah, uh, for apparently from what we've heard, it's for money issues. But I can't imagine T.J.P. being that expensive to bring in for a few shows so it is very disappointing yeah obviously tj perkins and um and the young books who they're both based in uh both based in uh, california so i suppose that's part of the reason behind it because you know they've got to fly them in and stuff um uh, kyle o'reilly as far as we i mean obviously he's got the match at, um best in the world with uh with cole so mm. as far as we're aware he's he's fine i, I was saying earlier I, th- I think he might have been carrying some sort of injury or something but you know he he was scheduled to wrestle that other show uh, in a tag match but that was scrapped because steam was injured so yeah it's okay but yeah maybe there's i mean that that's another thing i discussed in that the article that should be on the site tomorrow just it's a bit strange how they they haven't really used o'reilly especially you know the aftermath of that um he won didn't he it showed down the sun as well then just sort of yeah he beat cole and then yeah as you say that's why i was thinking some sort of injury but i don't know maybe they just didn't know what to do with him um (laughs) Amazing Red, as, as Harry said earlier, I think 
they were, they were considering bringing him in. And, well, they claimed they were. I know TJP was pushing for it. I know he he quite you know he quite liked the idea of him and the major red teaming up again, but it did never seem to happen for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, he also says, if do you guys think the iPad review will crash during the next pay per view? Uh, probably, yeah, <laughs> probably, it will. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. Um, they haven't done any tests tests since, have they? So they, they don't give you any reason to believe in them, do they? There's no reason to think that they'll get it right. So no, I mean, you've got to think it's a big risk because a lot of people are not even paying for it. So oh yeah, I mean, it's... if you haven't ordered, then oh, I'll yeah, probably, it's free. I'll I forgot. Wait to see yeah. what people say, and then if it you know, get the replay or something because yeah, that's a good point actually. I would not recommend to anyone you pay right now for best in the world. Perhaps wait until the show starts. Look on Twitter if people are saying it's working, then jump in. Otherwise, just I wouldn't recommend risking it because uh, luckily we've you know we pay for Border Wars, so we get this for free. But if I was in the position of you know, do I pay for it or not? I'd wait. I wouldn't. I don't want to tell people to buy it and then it doesn't work for them and it works for me and everyone gets pissed off with me on Twitter again. But um, <laughs> it saves you a lot of hassle and anger if you wait and then uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, just check out RH Order's Twitter during the show and we'll let you know if it's working. We often have updates of if there's any problems and stuff. So um, yeah, yeah. I just hope after the last song that they get it right. But... They cannot. We we in fact I think we said this at the most you know the past few I views that they. They cannot afford to get this wrong. I think it's even probably more true here than ever before. And if they get this one wrong, I personally yeah. think they should stop doing iPay-per-views and just have film the show, put it on demand the next day. Then that's it. I mean, surely they can't mess that up. Yeah. But didn't it take them about two weeks to get the high-quality version of Border Wars on the website? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a, there is a way they can mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they just need to stop trying to buy pay-per-views. It, 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 it is going to do them a ton of harm in the long run. Yeah. Uh, and the last one we've got from at Denim Dave, he says, uh, the rumours circulating that Chris Saban is about to leave TNA following Alex Shelley. Would you be interested in seeing Motor City Machine Guns in Ring of Honor? I yes. Mean, anyone, who's, anyone who says no <laughs> is an idiot. Definitely. I mean, them versus the Young Bucks would be fantastic. I know we've seen that before in TNA, but it'd be fantastic to see it again. Versus the Briscoes would be good. I would just like to have seen versus Future Shock. That just come to my mind, but that obviously won't happen anymore. Machine Guns against CNC, I think, would be really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, And Machine Guns jobbing to the Bravados as well, obviously. <laughs> oh my god, you and the Bravados. <laughs> um, what about Briscoes? That could work. Yeah, definitely. I think I think they could work with anyone. I mean, yeah, they're that good, aren't they? So, they, but they're both. I mean, if even if you could only get one of them, you know, they're both so good that even if you could only get one of them, you, mm. I think Ring of Honor would be stupid not to try and get them in. Um, I know, you know, I know, Shelley has left. I think he was removed from the website. And if Sabin does leave, Ring of Honor should try at least try just call them or whatever. I don't know how things work. I'm not a booker. Try and get <laughs> them in. If they go in WWE, that's that's fair. But at least try. They'd be stupid not to do anything they can to try and get these guys in because they're they're so talented and everyone would want to see them at least once you know before they go to WWE or whatever their plans are now yeah definitely um, right that's all for this week thanks again for sending in your questions and your nice feedback don't bother sending any feedback if it's not nice yeah we like we like nice feedback and we also like uh, five star iTunes reviews we've got three of those so uh, yeah we, we've, we're rated five out of five on iTunes and now I've said that we'll probably get all suddenly go down to naught or something um yeah does that wrap up the show then i think so yeah 
Yeah, so um, we hope you enjoyed unless you the show. Go, unless you want me to go over the hybrid rules once more. Uh, no, no, I think, I think, you know. I think we're okay with the hybrid fighting rules. Maybe uh, next week's podcast will be a hybrid podcasting rules match or something. Who knows what that will entail. 15-minute uh, time limit. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so we hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, be sure to let us know. And if you if there's anything you didn't like and would like to see us improve upon, uh, tell us in a nice way and we'll try and, we'll try and improve <laughs> the show. So, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening and uh, thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, and we'll see you all next week for episode um, 38, I think. Uh, take care. <laughs>